Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As Grandpa Simpson said on Homer's wedding day, If you ever travel back in time, don't step on anything. Timelines might change, people might have never been born, showrunners might have never signed on the dotted line. Oh yeah, and Doctor Who might have been entirely different. Don't sneeze on any dinosaurs, guys. As I'm Rich, welcome to Who Culture, and these are seven more what-ifs that could have changed the course of Doctor Who. Number seven, what if the first Doctor regenerated in the Celestial Toymaker? It's no secret that William Hartnell became difficult to work with during his latter years on Doctor Who. His declining health and short temper when management were involved made working on Who less of the delight you'd probably expect. And you're both nuts, you're, you're not both suited and I'm unconscious. Don't be ridiculous, we were all knocked out. Frustration reached its peak when John Wells took over as producer from Verity Lambert, and Doctor Numero Uno's regeneration almost happened a few serials early. Wiles hated working with Hartnell, so he attempted to write out the star in Brian Hale's The Celestial Toymaker, having the Doctor turn invisible thanks to the villain's whimsical powers, and return in a new form portrayed by a new actor. Not regeneration as we now know it, but close enough. Of course, this didn't happen, and we eventually got our first proper regeneration in the 10th planet. Would the risky recasting concept have worked as well if it weren't hard-baked into the character's DNA? You never know. A blunder like this might have never seen Doctor Who out of the 60s. Yes, but uh, he himself is not destroyed. He goes on forever. Number six, what if the 10th Doctor regenerated in Journey's End? We are supposedly back in that era of guessing who's next, as Jodie Whittaker might be leaving Doctor Who. One thing the BBC and producers haven't done with the show yet is leave who is taking over the TARDIS and mystery until the moment the incumbent Doctor regenerates, and I really hope one day they do. Back in 2008's Stolen Earth and Journey's End, David Tennant's 10th Doctor cliffhangers in the middle of this two-part finale by regenerating, but he ended up sending the energy into his spare hand, remaining very David in the process. But what if he did regenerate? First up, it'd be a pretty crap way to go out. Whilst running towards a woman he'd fallen in love with and subsequently lost to a parallel world is truly heartwarming, not paying attention to a bronze dustbin that subsequently twats him isn't exactly the most glamorous way to go out. Stolen Earth and Journey's End isn't so much of a swan song story, so it'd be a duff finale for a phenomenal Doctor. However, it would have been fascinating to see not only a new Doctor being dropped into the middle of a huge battle, but seeing everyone around him react to this sudden new face. At least Doctor 10 would have seen Rose for a little bit. Number 5. What if the ninth Doctor returned for Day of the Doctor? If the internet exploded for Christopher Eccleston returning to Doctor Who via Big Finish, imagine what would have happened in 2013 if he returned to Doctor Who via Doctor Who. 
Stephen Moffat had supposedly penned the 50th anniversary special, The Day of the Doctor, to feature all three New Who Doctors together, supposedly in the same story that we know now, with Christopher Eccleston's ninth Doctor being the incarnation who fought in the Time War, which I guess we'd already assumed up to this point. However, since Chris had such a rotten time producing the first series of the reboot, even though he loved the role, the chances of him returning were slim to none. Consequently, Moff created the War Doctor, the incarnation to replace Nine in the Time War narrative, and was played spectacularly by the late John Hurt. It would have been incredible to see Eccleston match wits with Tennant and Smith, and that's something we could still get on Big Finish, but we still got a fantastic 50th anniversary special with John Hurt instead. Whichever way this casting went, it would have been great. Number 4. What if the 8th Doctor refused to be a warrior? Speaking of the 50th anniversary, John Hurt and the Time War, Paul McGann's 8th Doctor hadn't been seen on screen since the 1996 TV movie, and whilst he'd been given a lot of love by Big Finish, mainstream TV fans may not have seen much, if anything, of this great Doctor. While he did fight in the Time War, the bulk of the battle was fought by the War Doctor. In the mini-episode The Night of the Doctor, the Sisterhood of Khan gave this Doctor a chance to choose who he becomes, and though he's tried to distance himself from the Time War and his people, he yields and joins the battle as a warrior. Cue John Hurt. But had he stood his ground, refusing to join the fight and regenerated into someone else, what would have come of the Time War? We know the battle ended thanks to the Doctor's intervention, so who would have come out on top in the end in this timeline? Would the Daleks have destroyed the universe? Would the Time Lords have become more unruly, more destructive, and potentially put the laws of time to one side in order to win the war? What would the Doctor have done instead? What would have happened to Doctors 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13? Perhaps a Time War Victorious sub-series is needed to explore this idea further. Number 3. What if Doctor Who was canon? You might have already seen my video on why you should watch the Peter Cushing Who movies, so you know that I do indeed love these non-canon spin-offs. But what if they weren't non-canon? There have been numerous theories enabling the crowbarring in of Cushing's Doctor somewhere in the timeline, from being some incarnation of the Doctor doing the fob watch hiding as a human thing, being a Morbius Doctor, existing in a parallel world, or even just still being an actor, and having the films exist in-universe as almost biopic flicks, detailing the Dalek run-ins this legendary Doctor the Earth kind of knows had. Then of course there's the Timeless Child thing, with Cushing's Doctor being pre-Hartnell, pre-Mindwipe or whatever, almost allowing for the same events to transpire again with William Hartnell, with no familiarity to those involved. Personally, I'd rather these stayed separate. Go and watch my video on this, as they work well enough on their own. Let's just leave them be, eh? Number 2. What if the second Doctor wasn't well received? Once again, we're not letting Doctor Who out of the 60s. The idea of recasting the lead character but making it canonically viable was an interesting yet incredibly risky concept. William Hartnell, as said, was getting older and increasingly unwell throughout his run, and it caused producers to step in and resolve the issue. Patrick Troughton was cast, William Hartnell was flashbanged, boom, second Doctor. Patrick Troughton had huge boots to fill and an immense burden on his back. It was almost entirely up to him to keep the show alive. Of course, he succeeded, since Who is still going five decades later, but what if people didn't like him? What if the ratings plummeted during his first stint in the TARDIS? Season 4 would have most likely been its last, and come 1967, Doctor Who would have been dead. Sci-fi would have never been the same. And number 1, what if the timeless child was the master? This is, in my opinion, the easiest fix to the mess we found ourselves in at the end of Series 12. The Timeless Child revelation all revolved around the Doctor, and six decades of character building being basically retconned. 
But what if the master was the Timeless Child instead? Their destruction of Gallifrey was apparently sparked by both the deceit of the Time Lords, but also the idea of the genetics of their greatest enemy running through themselves. But what if it were solely down to the lies? The Time Lords have manipulated the Master enough in the past, I mean, remember Rassilon playing the drums in his head to escape the Time War? So why not play up on that again? The Master is the Time Lord's guinea pig, and surely that would be enough to drive someone mad. At least Gallifrey's destruction and the unhinged nature of Sasha Dwan's Master would have been much more justified. Also, the clues in the name. When you make something to be copied over and over again, what do you call it? A Master. A Master pressing of a vinyl record. A master mold for something in a factory, I don't know. If Chris isn't going to put this concept into play, I sure hope his successor does. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs>